One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He's tough. I'm Matt Riddle. I fought all around the world in steel cages, knocking people out and breaking bones. It's what I do. So again, do you want me to knock them out or tap them out? August 1 warning, identity revealed as the MMA legend Tito Ortiz. Although the, they're a little, nope, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hello there, folks. Welcome to We Don't Know Wrestling. I am your host, Sam. Uh, and this week, joining me for a We Don't Know Wrestling 100 Focus show, Jared Goldberg. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Sam. Thank you for having me, as always. I think this is what? This is number number three or number four on the uh, on the We Don't Know Wrestling podcast for me. Yeah, this is... You you definitely recently has been more frequent. Um, yeah, we've named fat wrestlers with each other. Um, we have. We've went through Halloween wrestling with each other. It's been a journey. Yeah. Um, and on this week's episode, it's going to be talking about the lucha candidates for the We Don't Know Wrestling 100. Uh, so the best lucha wrestlers of 2017. Yeah, and I hope I do more than just name name luchadors this time. Although that that would be fun. There's some well named luchadors. So yeah, I'm I'm very much down with that. Um, <laughs> so for lucha, the the whole idea this year has been that 2017 not a particularly strong year for lucha, which has truth. But also there were some pretty bright spots from certain individuals. Yeah, you know, I um, it's interesting because I was I was actually thinking about this a lot recently because Dylan Hales uh, tweeted out that he has a much harder time ranking matches than he does wrestlers, and I sort of feel the opposite at the end of a year. Like, um, I found it easy to rank uh, my top ten matches of the year. But if someone was asking me to put together a ballot, like that's a more daunting task for me because in some ways the the parameters are so subjective. You know, like I know what I like in a match, you know, I, I know less what I like in terms of an overall year of a wrestler, you know, but certainly tonight we can we can discuss the, the cases for some of these some of these guys, you know. Yeah, Um there are certain individuals that I know are going to be high on my ballot, and I kind of just want to hop into into them if that's totally all right. if that's yeah, all right. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, so first up, someone that is in it primarily indie, uh, case based, uh, Damus. Oh man, Damus had a great year. I um, I just so on the you know obviously I write for Voices of Wrestling and a, and a few other places, but I'm on the the voices wrestling slack and um you know as people are putting together their match of the year ballot i'm trying to like force people to watch lucha and uh and like i think one of the most interesting and unique matches to watch this year and like one of the most memorable ones certainly is the Demus versus iron kid match that match is in my top five yeah, it's in my top five as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that's an incredible 
sprint. It's essentially the most gifable match of the year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, it, it, if you haven't watched it, you know, go do yourself a favor and devote like eight minutes of your life to watching this match. Um, and then come back and, and finish this podcast. But like, Iron Kid gets the shit kicked out of him throughout the entire thing, basically. And like, it's great because we so often think about like high risk maneuvers as maneuvers that like, Oh, you could miss, you know, like that's the risk. But like Damus goes out of his way to prove that like, that's not really the risk. The risk is that if somebody is ready for you, he can fuck your shit up. Yeah. He, he, he murders them. Um, and my favorite part about the match is when the comeback's supposed to happen, it just goes off. Um, <laughs> Iron Kid has no pretense of anything that else happened in those prior five minutes. He's going to do yeah. two minutes straight of sick dives. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a big fan of that because I like sick dives. Yeah. Um, it feels like some people don't understand it. You can have both uh, crazy brawling, a, a pure mauling. Um mixed with a crazy aerial spot fest or thing going on. Um, and yeah, I, I love everything about that match. And I think that's the crown jewel of Namus's case. Um, yeah. Although I think that, um, you know, certainly it's, it's the, it's the best match he was in this year, but I would say that the the Wotan match, the the beard versus hair match, is also really strong. Um, I mean, Damus has a lot of good stuff this year. I think. Yeah, I think the beard versus mask. Was it hair? Yeah, it was beard versus hair. Interesting. Even he's wearing a mask. That's yeah. that's a bold move on their part. Um, <laughs> he and he's wearing like a different mask than normal that shows he has long hair. <laughs> really emphasizes it. Uh, What arena is that in? What venue is that match? Uh, I I have no idea, to be honest. I I just wanted to lay out, it looks like a coliseum. Like a miniature coliseum. Yeah. Um, It's outdoors, open, open top. It looks incredible. Um, These dudes going through the crowd. Uh, Dan was looking... As trolly as ever. Um, the finish I love. Um, Damus goes through this. Is it a piece of plywood or or some piece of wood? Yeah, um, it's like it's like it's it's not a table. It's just like a piece of wood. Yeah. I, but it's like the least graceful. Um, but <laughs> but there's still effort behind it. So he's not just like stepping off. It's a leap. But you're like that's not. That's not how you do leaps, Deus. You're not going to like how this ends up for you. And he just plasters himself through this piece of wood. Um, yeah. And there's something res- um, respectful about that kind of commitment to killing yourself. Yeah. And, I mean, as always, I would say um, the uh, uh, he had a match against Black Terry, who's still an incredible wrestler um, this year. And the, the Demas-Black Terry match is also something to seek out. So, like... It, I mean, it's it's interesting because I feel like Lucha candidates often get the short end of the stick because so little of footage pops up. 
And so people sort of feel like they're grading them on an incomplete rather than, uh, you know, an A or a B or something. But like, you know, we ignore a lot of mediocrity from candidates from all over, you, you know, like we ignore the house show matches from WWE people, you know, we just grade them on what makes tape on TV and graded it's more. But so like, if you're a, if you're a high end voter, you know, like if you're, if you're putting together a ballot based on like, you know, I, I, people's peaks is how I rank them or I grade that more heavily. Then I think Deimos has a, has a really, really strong case to, to make a high end of a ballot. Um, you know, and I know you would agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think between Iron Kid, Black Terry, and the Wotan match, that's real, real trifecta. And that's the kind of, if I'm voting on a top end candidate where you don't have a lot, lot to work with as far as stuff to view, um, He's as high as I could possibly put something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, that's Stamos. Yeah. He, he may very well be my highest ranked Lucha guy. I think that's fair. Uh, you know, again, I think that it... it um, I think I, I do value peak, you know, a peak performance of the year. And I, I guess in terms of, like, Indy Lucha, I, I would throw out Park as another name who is probably in my top two matches of the year. Um, so park may, may sneak by, you know, I think park has had a lot of fun stuff this year and he's probably more visible than Damus. Um, and he's probably loped it a little bit more too. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that the, the Roosh match and the tag against Penta and Daga with Ray Scorpion are, uh, are too high to ignore. So I, you know, Park is Park is the competition for me in terms of like the peak candidates. You know, yeah, I think I ended up not loving the Roosh match as much as the other La Park versus Roosh matches we've seen. Uh, oh, really? Because I think it's my favorite of the three. Uh, it's one I want to go back and watch because I just, I don't know if I was in the mood um, because I I almost every time love those matches. Um, uh-huh. They're pure spectacle and tremendous brawling. Uh, but that one just did not connect with me um, for whatever reason. But the... Did you see the three-way with them and Bobby Lashley? No. Yeah. That sounds it's pretty... tremendous. It's pretty good. Basically, like, they do a house show equivalent of their match, and then every time Bobby Lashley, like, tries to get involved, they're like, no, just don't worry about it, dude. We're not playing with you. And they sort of, like, shove him off to the side. Oh goodness! I I need to see that match now. I need to yeah. see that. Um, the tag match though is definitely up there for me. Um, it's one of the best matches uh, of the year. Um, that's one that if you, since Park brought out the best in Penta, that seems like a, a big boost for him because no one brings that kind of side out of Penta right now. Um, yeah. So, fellow skeleton brethren, just bringing the demon out. Uh, I think that, like, that's a really interesting match, too, from a stylistic perspective, because, like, we, brawling, I think, was was strong as a a genre, for lack of a better term, in 2017, you know, Um, but there aren't too many, like, extended sort of, like, walk-in brawls anymore, like, it seems like the brawls are are the, like, the sprint brawls, like, almost like Necro Joe type stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And, like, that match was, like, 40 minutes of four dudes just kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's chaos, but not yeah. in a frantic sense. Um, it's not a frenzy. I wouldn't use that word. Um, it just feels like there's mayhem constantly happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think if no one's seen that, it's kind of essential um, lucha stuff for for the year. Um, you had a was it a paste paste wrestling? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was on there along with uh, along with the Rouge Park match. Um, those were on there. I'm trying to think what else. Um, it's been a while since I wrote that. Uh, I ranked the the Prejas and Craveless match, which is probably the best CMLL match of the year. Um, I, uh, I put the Parada Morgan Jr. versus Golden Magic match on there, uh, which I thought was, uh, was really strong. Um, but that match did not end up making my top 10 of the year, um, because I thought some other stuff came out afterwards. Um, I don't remember what else ended up on there because I wrote that in June and that was a long time ago. Um, and I am not good at preparing for podcasts. You'd think that I would look at my own work. Um, yeah, I think everyone should go look at that list of matches that you have put together. Here, I'll find it. I'll find it now. Here, I'll, I'll put it up. I'll link to it in the in the description. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it had a lot of good stuff that really at least gives you a sampling of guys to to dig into over the course of the next month. Voting closes for the We Don't Know Wrestling 100 on. February 28th, so um, you have oh, some I time. Put, uh, here, yeah, I'll read it off now, but you please link. You know, I always I always enjoy people reading my stuff. So um, I was right. I did have Gold Magic versus Prada Morgan Jr. on there. I had the the Perez and Craveblaze match. I had Erez versus Belial versus Impulso, which is an insane match that we can talk about. I had the two rush matches that we just talked about. I had Zack Sabre Jr. versus Negro Navarro. Um, and then I had one of the minis tags. That's very good. That is very good. Uh, I also want to note that, because I forgot to mention it before, um, Damus versus Impulso. That's a tr- tr- oh. tremendous match. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Impulso. So there's a, a lot of guys that like wrestled each other this year in like bizarrely high-quality uh, matches like Impulso and Wotan, who are brothers, right? Like, I and wait, what? Yeah, Impulso and Wotan are brothers. I, I had no idea. If yeah, crazy. Um, so like them and Demus, uh, and like Trauma to a certain extent, uh, like all just like kept fighting each other at various points this year, and like in sort of like a round robin touring indie match type thing, and like all of them are pretty good, like. They're all pretty high quality, or at least like all the things that we have on tape. Um, and uh, the the Wotan trauma match and a few others too are from like that Hercules gym, which is clearly just like a Planet Fitness with a wrestling ring in it. Like there there's seats and people are like like brawling through the crowd, and then like you can see people on treadmills <laughs> like in the background just working out. It's it's an environment that is for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, Lucha. That's the best part about Lucha. Yeah, like 
Yeah. The it, absolute best part that like it, it just there's so many matches that happen in places where, it, you know, if they ha- like I can't imagine an American wrestling fan being like, yes, I'm into this, you know, like American wrestling has become very, very sterilized, you know? Yeah. Uh, Lucia can take place in so many different sorts of venues. Um, yeah. It's in bananas. Uh, I love it. Uh, like, how many great lucha matches have you seen where the it's on? They're on a dirt floor, like it's a ring on a dirt floor. Yeah, it looks like it's taking place at some sort of outdoor fair. Uh, yeah, just an outdoor fair. Yeah, there's a tent set up in case it rains. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. Don't want to get that that ring wet. Um, yeah, it's lovely well, that stuff. Be, that wouldn't be safe, right? They'd no, exactly. Yeah. You can't have that. <laughs> workplace hazard. Yeah. Um. I, I want to throw out uh, Plus Lucha TV, the YouTube channel. G- yeah. Great resource in the year 2017. Um, I don't understand how things work um, or why they seem to release more complete matches in 2017 than ever. Um, but yeah. yeah, they put out a ton of stuff. Basically, anything but CMLL, AAA, and Crash ends up on their site. There doesn't seem to be, like, a rhyme or reason for it, aside from, like, this person taped it, so it goes on there. But, like, they all look professionally taped, you know? Um, and uh, and a ton of stuff does end up on there. Like, a lot of IWRG ends up on there. Yeah, you're going to find most of the touted India Lucha matches are there. Yeah. Um, um, and then, you know, like... Uh, you know, Powerbomb has some stuff too from this year. Although I'm, I, you know, I uh, my scri- subscription goes in and out for that, so I, uh, I, uh, I don't have have as much to add about about that service. No, it, admittedly, Powerbomb has not been as frequent with the Lucha updates as I would have hoped. Um, yeah, when they announced the the stuff with Black Terry, I was hoping that it would just be like. A, you know, basically a Lucha subscription service for all of Black Terry's stuff, and that's not not really been the case. Yeah, I don't. It seems like something happened um, with the way to get the footage. Um, yeah, that broke down. Um, not saying it's not going to happen anymore, but more so, uh, it's just been difficult to actually receive and send. Um, so hopefully that that kicks back up in 2018. Um, I had to think for a second to remember what year we're in. Uh, it's <laughs> It's like that when you write 2017 constantly for the first uh, week or so. Yeah. But verbally. So who else do you think is going to be your, up there on this theoretical uh, ballot for Lucha? Uh, uh, I, you know, I mean, he's not, he's not a favorite of mine necessarily in terms of like, because it's a style that I don't love as much. Um, but like, certainly you have to look at, phoenix's year as like a tremendous year i think um uh but you know uh, that takes into account the stuff he does in in the u.s as well same with penta although i think penta is has been behind him this year um uh you know i i think those are two strong candidates that i you know i think there's probably other people that can speak to them more than me um could you speak slightly on what they may have done in non- U.S. or U.K. Indies? Sure, yeah. I mean, I think they um, they had some good stuff together in Crash, for sure. Um, 
like a you know as a tag team um they had a match against uh black terry and skyda um which was really really great and then had an awesome angle afterwards where uh you know la mascara and maximo sexy came in and like you know nwo style interfered um which uh and it was right after the whole the whole you know destroying the mustang thing that got them fired from cmll so like that was a that was a pretty big deal and pretty cool and like a very very good match um i uh trying to think you know what are what are some other highlights of them in mexico um hold on let me pull up my lists again i'm not the most prepared i've ever been and mainly these are two guys that are likely to be uh, have their the majority of their case being spoken for uh, on the indies in the u.s and dabbling in the uk yeah um, phoenix more than pentagon probably um yeah i mean phoenix i'm trying to i'm looking at stuff that like i have notes on from the year um phoenix had two matches against flamita uh, that, um, that I, that I noted, um, you know, some other stuff too, uh, you know, he had a tag with his brother against, um, War Machine and then Sammy Callahan and Shane Strickland from Crash as well, um, that, uh, that I made note about. Um, so, but the, the big one for me that, that ended up on, on lists and stuff was the black Terry and Skyda match, um, which was from crash that we have, we have uh, cell phone footage of. So, ah, the crash is so weird. Um, yeah. Hopefully this year, like if I could have anything wrestling related in 2018, it would be like weekly YouTube shows from the crash or something like that. Because, uh, I mean, it, it really should be, uh, the cards that they put out are really pretty crazy, and I would love to see them, especially now that Roosh is involved um, uh, in whatever aspect he is. And, you know, it would be great to, to just have consistent footage from them, you know? Yeah, their, their entire existence seemed to, to begin with the idea of getting a TV deal. So yeah. to be this far along and to still have nada? Um, yeah. I'm and not... maybe taking steps backwards now that Conan isn't involved, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the connect. They lost the connection. Um, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Yet it seems like the cards aren't changing all that much, um, as far as level of quality in the roster. Yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. Uh, no, so I mean, I like in terms of top end lucha guys, like it. It really has been. A strange year i think there's been like consistent guys in the ring um you know a lot of people would probably say volador had a good year i can't stand volador so i uh uh i think i think if you watch him on a week-to-week basis there's like no more insufferable wrestler on earth than volador jr um so uh but you know if you like that style like uh then you know you're probably you know, probably going to enjoy him. You know, I know Meltzer thinks he's awesome. So, uh, you know, if you like PWG, you know, you can probably get a kick out of Volador Jr. Maybe one day he'll show up in PWG. It seems like it makes too much sense. And then have I ever told you my idea for, for Bola, um, that 
uh, I, well, it doesn't have to be Bola, but I want to book a super indie tournament, and uh, I want the referee to all the matches to be Tarantes. Um, and I, I don't want to tell Tarantes the finishes of any match beforehand. So I want the tournament to be like booked on the fly by whatever Tarantes decides to count or not pay attention to. That's perfect. That's I every fan would love to watch that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Who doesn't love Tarantes being the center of attention? I, he sure as heck does. Yeah. It's his favorite thing. Is Tarantes going to show up on anyone's ballot? I feel like he counts as a wrestler. Uh, maybe this is his year. He gets physically involved in basically 5 matches a week, so <laughs> Oh goodness! Um, someone, I, I need to do another CMLL binge. I did the first half of the year. Um, uh-huh. I need to do the second half where I just randomly pluck matches on a week-to-week basis that I've saved uh, on YouTube. Uh-huh. But that's for Virus. Um, at this point, I just want to see how he does in these random trios matches um, because his match against Prayer and his match against Extreme Tiger are extremely good. Uh, yeah, well, it will play some somewhat high on my ballot just based on those two. Yeah, Virus had uh, again, you know, like those two matches are good. Uh, he wasn't in as much CML this year as he has been in years past, um, you know. But he well, towards the end of the year he started to show up in some of the trios. Um, I actually think that um, in terms of a candidate like Virus, like a you know a sort of. Uh, you know, maestro style uh, candidate, even though he's not that age yet, um, that has maybe even a better case is Hechicero. Like, I really liked Hechicero's 2017. I liked the match against Ronnie Mendoza. I liked the match against Kaifan. Um, I, I have not seen either one of those matches. Um, yeah. So I feel like I need to, um, because Hechicero is a perennial favorite of mine. Yeah. Um, Hechicero, actually, I think my 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 first favorite match of 2018 uh, was on Puebla on Monday, where uh, they had a lightning match of Hechicero versus Guerrero Mai Jr., um, and uh, which was really really good. And Hechicero did like an absolutely bonkers dive, where if Guerrero Mai Jr. hadn't have killed himself catching him, he would have just died. It was like. The Undertaker's dive, where he killed that like wrestler dressed as a cameraman. Yeah, that's yeah. a good that's a good dive. Um, I, I don't think anyone should do that in the year of 2018. Um, attempt to replicate it. Um, yeah, especially I, not in a mid card 10 minute time limit TV match for Puebla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Payload that usually the they're not exactly busting out their uh, best stuff in, no. in Puebla. Um, glad to see that those two are. Um, yeah. Yeah, Hachisero, H- I'm going to have to dig more into. Um, I've only seen the uh, Extreme Tiger match, uh, which is another really good Extreme Tiger sort of spot fest sort of match. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, you know, like, Hachisero is a wrestler that, like, for me, like, I always feel like I want to like him more than I do. But this year he had he had a lot of strong stuff. He also, um, you know, and I don't know how much you count peripheral stuff in your in your ballot, but he also uh, 
lit the Puebla ring ramp on fire by accident during Good. his entrance uh, once. So if you like stuff like that, that is, those are some points in his favor. Um, you know, he had those like weird um, like flaming rocks, and uh, and he like tipped the bowl over by accident, and the the ramp just like had a small fire that they had to put out while people were wrestling. Now he's not allowed to use those for his entrance anymore. <laughs> Why have I not watched this Kojima match? Uh, <laughs> I since I haven't heard anything, I'm assuming it's not that good. But I need to see it now that I I know it's out there. Kojima's Kojima's excursion this year was pretty fun, actually. Like he uh, he like clearly was just having a good time being like hanging out with Ultimo Guerrero and like being in trios with the Guerreros. And, uh, like, he kept doing the raise the roof thing. And, like, he just was, like, a big stooge for them with a smile on his face the whole time. It was pretty fun. I need to check out all these Hetrocera matches that got uploaded in 2017 to make sure that they happened in 2017. Yeah, I know the the Kaifan match, which is from Tijuana, was, like, early January. Like, like is a year ago at this point. Um, uh, but that, that was, I think his strongest match of the year. Um, to me, uh, it was like, did you see the Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tim Thatcher evolved title switch? Yeah. It was like that match style, but with Kaifan and Hechicero. I'm all about it. Yeah. I'm there for it. Like they did similar spots and stuff like Part of me wonders if Zack Sabre Jr. watched that match um, and was like, oh, like, I could I could take some stuff here. Um, but, uh, you know, it's um, it, it's good if you if you enjoy that style. It's very like exhibition y like it's there's no it's not like a blood feud match or anything like that. Like they shake hands between falls and, and stuff like that. You know, it's clearly that they're just sort of like, yeah, hey, we want to put on a show, you know. Um, all right, all right, all right. Um, next up, I'm probably going to have Kevin Ario on my ballot, um, somewhere, uh, not like the very tail end, um, probably not near the tippy top, but everything I saw from him this year has been pretty darn fun. Yeah, he's a good wrestler. I mean, I don't think, sometimes it's hard with guys like him, um, because like, he's so young and you keep expecting him to take steps forward and like CMLL is just not the company where young people can reliably take steps forward. Right. I've been told that's all changing. It's all changing. (laughs) CML it's it's a young, young man's promotion. Now they can only push one person under the age of 30 a year. And last year it was Soberano. So despite the fact that they have Cavernario and Dragon Lee, who are both, like, 11 years old and awesome. No, only Soberano gets pushed, so. Oh, goodness. Um, let's Soberano open... had a great year, by the way. I mean, he, he's probably CMLL Wrestler of the Year, I would say. Uh, yeah, he's he's fun. Um, I'm not sure if I'm as high on him as other people are. Um, uh, this is, like, a weird, petty reason to, like, not like somebody, uh, I'm not, I don't dislike him, but like, it always takes me out of matches 
because when he runs the ropes, he like uh, when he hits the ropes, it seems like he turns the opposite way of literally every other wrestler, and it like always bothers me. I don't know why. Fair, fair. Yeah. Um, I think he's got a weird body. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, he looks like a teenager, right? Like, he yeah. looks gangly and weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also just don't know if I see what separates him from a dozen other CMLL Technicos. Um, yeah. He does <laughs> everything. From family lineage. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He's good at what he does, but I, I haven't seen performances where he truly stands a cut above. Um, but he's also had more opportunities than most of them in 2017. So yeah. he comes out uh, a bit above them. Sure. He also didn't really shit the bed at all in 2017, which is which is like a big thing for a CML wrestler to like not have too many duds because everyone in that company has duds, you know? Lots of taking nights off um, because yes. too many towns to make. Yeah, so many towns. Uh, you lose track after a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's, he's he's again another person for the ballot, but I'm not sure where I put him quite yet. Um, I am interested where you see him moving in 2018, um, if he can build on the momentum. Yeah, I mean, you know, and uh, if he doesn't, it's probably not his fault, right? Yeah. <laughs> there, there, I mean, there's real no ability to move up in CMLL. Uh, no zero. It's yeah. you, you, you try to age yourself into it. Uh, hope for the best. I, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sort of of the, uh, uh, I like like mass, mass transfer, whatever his, his name is on Twitter, Mongo eBooks on Twitter. Um, his working theory that CMLL is a shoot, like it's all just booked randomly, um, which like probably is not far off because um, there's no rhyme or reason to anything that they do. Like zero, so it's like uh, a... granted. I mean, like they did have. I mean, I don't want to give them excuses because they're a poorly run company every year. But like, they did have two major stars leave in the middle of the year, right? So, um, but yeah. like, what do you, do we really think that changed things? Um, like I don't what... know. I mean, like, it, it, like uh, between like. Atlanta's getting hurt, and uh, La Mascara and Maximo leaving. Like, uh, you know, I, I, I there's a three guys that you could have put like high on an anniversary, uh, you know, anniversario card that just were not there. You know, uh, but in theory, that you would think that would give opportunities for people that to, to move up. Um, as they need someone to fill in those gaps. And then it didn't seem like they had anyone move up. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say Niebla Roja, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Who, who's been good since he lost his mask? Okay. You know? I haven't seen, I, I'm not that far into the watch project. Yeah, I mean, so, like, that's, that's a really interesting thing. If you haven't watched CMLL or, like, don't pay attention to them and you're listening to this podcast, I don't blame you. I, I would I would encourage you to watch it, but, you know, it's not for everybody. But so their, their big card every year is Anniversario. And uh, the main event of Anniversario 
was Gran Guerrero versus Niebla Roja, which is like um, in a in a mask match, um, which were like two kind of valuable masks, um, but like not uh, a match that like really got people excited. You know, it's like it's like if two WWE upper mid carters main event at wrestlemania you, you know like that's the best way to describe it i guess um i think moving and it, it became even weirder when like uh niebla roja clearly got hurt in the lead up to the match um but cmll instead of putting in any contingency plan or anything just sort of like hoped he would be healthy and kept advertising a match that people were like, eh, it's 50-50 if it happens, you know? Um, but then when they actually had the match, it was good. Um, I mean, I would say that it was one of the better CML matches of the year. And then, uh, you know, Niebla Roja lost. Um, and I felt he was pretty useless when he had the mask. And uh, since he unmasked, um, he's, he's actually been pretty good. Um, you know, I think he's he's undergone a bit of a body transformation. You know, he looks like he's in better shape now, and um, I think that I think that he's um, got some sort of good, you know, Technico backing behind him now. Um, so, you know, I, he would not make a, a top 100 list for me for the year, but maybe in 2018, if he continues on the the pace he had for the last quarter of 2017, maybe he makes it. You know, he's, he'd probably be up there. Okay, maybe, maybe doesn't mean next year's the year. Maybe next year's the year. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna have Mr. Nibla on my on my ballot, and I don't care. How Who could knows? you not have Mr. Nibla on your ballot? Good point. He had to, first of all, uh, the Kaifon match is a top ten match of the year. I've um, heard, I've heard very good things. Yeah, I mean it's awesome. I love it. Uh. I think it's I think it's eighth on my Voices of Wrestling uh, match of the year ballot right now. Um, it could climb as high as like seventh. I don't think it could go any higher than that. Um, but uh, I mean, it it is a really really great match. It is um, a shock that he was in a match that good. Uh, but maybe it wasn't a shock because he also had an awesome match against Roosh. Like over the summer, it, on Puebla, where like it, under similar circumstances, where it's like it's a random Puebla singles main event where the, they don't have those very often, um, and then like we're all sort of sitting around watching it, being like, "Oh, this is going to be tragic," because like Niebla does not try very hard, and um, let's be diplomatic, I guess, is often not in a condition to try very hard. Um, if he decides to show up and then Roosh never tries hard at all, ever, unless he's being forced to. Um, and so like to have that main event, but then they show up and they just brawled all over the place and like choked each other with cords and chains and just like, you know, beat each other up. And I mean, it was great and it was like shocking. And then a few months after that, the Kai fan match happened. And that match is even better. Um, so, you know, that's another just, like, great sprint brawl. Like, it's it's under 15 minutes. 
Both guys bleed heavily. Uh, someone takes a box of empty beer bottles to the face. Um, yeah, it's great. It's like it's like a great Dusty Rhodes match. Like Niebla is like his babyface comeback. Like he hits people, you know, he punches them in the mouth, and then he starts dancing and doing all his taunts. It's a uh, it's awesome. I loved it. Yeah, uh, it's the the Rouge match I have from May twenty ninth uh, from yeah. Fibula, and yeah, it's very very good. Um, and that's kind of why I was like, okay, he he shows up, he can show yeah. up. Um, and like it's interesting because if you watch, like I thought the same thing. Like I was like the Rouge Niebla match. I had sort of penciled in for the back half of a top 10, you know, it's in the 10 to 15 range for me. Um, you know, as I was just sort of thinking about historically matches that I like and where they place on ballots for me. And, um, and I felt like that was a really great match. And then when the Kai fan match happens, that blows it out of the water. And then, um, when you go back and watch the Roosh match, like that match seems like more of a Roosh carry job. Like that, he just sort of drags Niebla around a lot. The the Kaipen match is sort of a more even match where you can tell Niebla is like really with it. Um, I mean, it's probably his best match since like 1997. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that sounds about right. 2003, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I do like how the the Niebla Rush match kind of transitions to. Like a poor man's never title match, um, where they're, oh, yeah, just, that's good. Yeah. they're just throwing bones, and it's like, okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Um, I love matches like that where you have two dudes that, like, for whatever reason, are just like, you know what, like, let's turn on the gas tonight, you know, and uh, and just yeah, just go to town. Um, absolutely. So we've talked about him a few times, but Roosh is going to appear. Somewhere on our ballots. Um, yeah, so, like, Roosh is interesting to me because he had the, the Niebla match where, like, I would say that has a high degree of difficulty to get a watchable match out of him. Uh, the other thing with Roosh is, like, you have to sort of grade him on a curve because he's in so many matches where he's tagging with Piera, who, like, honestly may be one of the worst wrestlers in the world. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's um, that's fair. And you know, like uh, it's it's Rusha's dad. You know, if you couldn't tell, I guess, but uh, they look exactly the same. Like Rush and and Pierrot look like um, that movie Looper, where it's like the dude and his like you know older version from the future comes to visit him. Um, like you can look at Pierrot, and that's just what Rush is going to look like in twenty years. Um, but yeah, he's really, really bad. And, like, Roosh sort of tries sometimes and then, like, not so much other times. Um, you know, I, like, again, Roosh is a peak candidate for me in terms of, like, you know, if you liked the if you liked the park match, you have to find a place for him, you, you know, because it's such a high-quality match. Um, and the Niebla match, too, is very good. And, you know, I'm sure if we went through the the stuff, um, you know, like the week-to-week stuff, we could probably find a couple of trios that are fine. But, like, by and large, you loafed it. 
Oh, uh, I guess the I haven't watched in a long time, but the the Atlantis match from Fantastic Mania uh, in January of last year that was pretty good. So that's another another feather in his cap. Um, okay, yeah. So um, Roosh, he, he's gonna always continue to be, have good years. I just don't know when we're gonna see him kick it up a notch. Um, yeah, I think that like. When Roosh sort of burst onto the scene, right, in, like, 2013 or so, and, like, the match with Casas and, like, the start of Ingobernables, like, I think you're always expecting Roosh to, like, be the guy at some point. And, like, he just hasn't ever really been that, you know? He's just sort of been Roosh. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know if that's changed in 2018, but... I would bet no. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, okay. There were there was a stretch um, when they fired La Mascara, uh, where Roosh started cutting promos in English after matches on on Puebla and Arena Mexico shows, um, as if to say like you guys better treat me right or I'm going to the United States. Uh, but I uh, I don't know how real a threat that is. Um, but uh, but you know you never know. I could see I could see Roosh uh, hanging out in the Largo Loop, you know. Um, I would that would be something else entirely. It would be. Um, it would be the biggest disaster of all time. I do not feel like Roosh would would be successful in the uh, in the the NXT Performance Center world. I think that's probably true. That's probably true. I also think Roosh would try and play hardball with Triple H and be like, I'll sign, but only if you also sign my dad. Oh, that'd be a good one-two punch right there. Yeah. Uh, really work them. Um, then you get Paul uh, taking pictures with both of them. Yeah. Very good. Uh, all right. So who else do you think people should watch out for uh as far as Lucha goes into in th- this year's ballot. So there's a few people that we probably, that we touched on briefly that I, that I'd like to mention. Um, this could be fat guy list oriented and just write them off. If yeah. You want just, to. just, just, yeah. I mean, uh, Kai fans name came up a couple of times. Um, he had, you know, he had the Nabla match. He had the Hedgesero match. There's also clips of him versus Wotan. There's like a 10 minute clip out there. Um, that looks like they're just having a death match. Um, uh, that that's really awesome. Um, I wish we had the full match because I, I have a feeling if the rest of it is anything like those ten minutes, it probably would have made my ballot somewhere. Um, so he's he's the other name that I would shout out. Uh, we said Wotan already, but he I feel like stepped up a lot. Um, the, you know, there was some stuff from the the traumas that was okay. Um, uh, you know, again, like there was. There were there were bright spots from a lot of those guys, like that class of indie guys, like Impulso and Wotan and Trauma, um, Eterno to some extent. Um, so, like if you if you like that style of indie lucha um, and you like you know violent matches and watching people get head injuries, uh, there's there's going to be some guys from that class that make your ballot. I think. Um. Okay, cool. Now, looking forward to 2018. So, 
who do you think are people to watch for maybe in 2018? Uh, we're kind of in the new year and kind of get a head start on people to actually maybe pay attention to. Um, yeah, um, I guess there's a few people. I mean, um, it'll be interesting to see if some of the CMLL young guys can recapture their momentum, Dragon Lee especially. Um, you know, he he was really sort of all over the place last year, and, you know, you you – you know, you understand, I guess, why CML didn't push him to the moon because, you know, he was in ROH and he was in New Japan and he was, you know, who knows where else. But, like, um, it'd be great to see him become, like, the guy um, in in 2018 in CMLL, uh, especially if it means I have to watch less Volador matches um, because that would be nice. That's, like, a nice side effect of that. Um I would love, like, so one of my favorite uh, things from last year uh, was in uh, at Triple Mania. They had those, like, weird, bizarre tryout matches at the start. And El Hijo del Vikingo um, uh, really stood out and then sort of fell off the face of the earth because it's Mucha. Um, it would be awesome if he got another big shot somewhere and, you know, we were able to, to see him more. Um you know, those are two guys that are, you know, younger guys that stand out. Um, I'd love for some, you know, I think Roosh has taken more and more U.S. bookings. It would be cool if a super indie like, you know, AAW or somebody like that tried to book Roosh and, um, and you know, put him with some U.S. guys. Um, like, that would be really cool for me. I'd love to see him take that next step in his career. Um, and then I'd love to see uh, Hechicero, uh take, uh, you know, really sort of be a featured featured person in in Lucha in 2018. Yeah, I remember Hechicero going to the ROH uh, for that little bit, and I was uh, ever, I I think a lot of us were holding out hope that meant he would be introduced to the American scene and that would lead to something. Um, yeah, it didn't. It didn't. It was hurtful. Um, hope that uh, some of these folks work that AAW galley loop uh, over in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, there's so many guys on the U S scene now who uh, could do the like Lucha style mat work, like, um, and, and have it really be compelling. Like, I don't think that there's the, the excuse anymore. I mean, I don't ever think there was the, ex- this excuse, but like, I don't think there's the excuse anymore that there's a style difference that they wouldn't catch on. Like if someone booked any of the Matt or Luchadors versus Yehi or Gresham or Tim Thatcher um, or even Zack Sabre Jr. Um, like, you know, I think that it would automatically get over because people that's a style that people in the U S really like right now, you know? Yeah. And um, I think that it would, I think, Lucha is a style that still is stigmatized in a way that other styles are not. Um, and people still assume that Lucha is just about dives and there's no psychology or, or whatever. Um, you know, they're still going on things that they read in like wrestler bios of their trips to Mexico in like the early nineties, you know? And, uh, I, I really wish that, um, that, uh, that we would get some, some U S spots from these guys, because I think that they would wow a lot of people. 
Uh, yeah, when I brought this up uh, earlier la- last week, I think, um, it, is, I, it is a little bit of an uphill battle with these folks um, working in CMLL because unlike other Lucha talent, there really isn't way, a way to kind of benefit your guys. Um, so, like, you can – that GCW and DTU partnership um, – that can be that can go both ways, yeah. Um, but with CMLO guys, you're kind of spending a lot of money and not really going to have them for a significant amount of time, probably. Um, right. Where I think that Phoenix I mean, and Pentagon like, also have a good system uh, logistically put into place. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like, you know, unfortunately, like CMLO's partnership with ROH does them no favors, right? Because like. ROH, like, doesn't see the CMLL guys on that level clearly and, like, doesn't book them effectively or, like, have any interest in booking them. They're just sort of, like, afterthoughts. And, like, no one gets over in ROH, right? Like, they literally sent Kamatachi there and he, like, completely bombed to the point where he had to, like, leave the United States in shame, right? Like, how, how do you get a guy that's, like, the most charismatic person in Mexico like awful to the point of ridiculousness in ROH and then the most charismatic person in Japan, like immediately after. So like, you know, it's almost unfair that like, like I don't want to see Roosh in, in ROH because they'd like somehow make him like Matt Taven's fun buddy or something. Like, I don't even know. Um, explain to me this to me. It's okay. unrelated to what you just talked about. Um, one, you were retweeted by Lucha Memes. Congrats. This was oh. weeks ago, but still, um, as I was going through their Twitter, I just want to say, well, well <laughs> done. Um, what is this Charo edition number 12 concept? Do you have any idea what this is for Lucha Memes? Uh, no, they like they've had a bunch of shows that are called like chiro and then a number i have no idea what it is good okay i just had it it, i try to translate it from spanish using bing um i don't know i don't don't think i did it did it right so whatever uh i don't got anything else i don't have any other strong thoughts i think we went through most of the cans matches folks should check out um was there anything else no, um, yeah, this was fun. I mean, I, you know, as, as always, I think I, I, I'd love for people to to watch more Lucha. I Like, while I don't think that there was a Lucha match this year as compelling to me or as high-end as the Canis Lupus trauma match last year was, I do think that this is a Lucha year where some of the high-end stuff is really accessible. Uh, and I think there's something for everybody. Like, I think if you like the brawling style, you know, you can watch the L.A. Park Rouge match and really get a lot out of it. If you like the the more active, like, progress or PWG-type style, you can watch the Parejas and Blaze match and, you know, get a lot out of it. So, to me, there's a lot of stuff on from Mexico that could end up on people's ballots if they watched it as opposed to other years where like, 
you know, there's stuff that I think is great, but maybe just, you know, there, there's a, it's too far a bridge to cross for some people, you know, I think this year, a lot of the stuff is really relatable. So that, that's the last thing that I'd share with people if they want to start to watch, watch some Lucha. Also, uh, I guess, you know, always, um, to, it's easy to watch Lucha because CMLL puts all their shows up for free on YouTube, uh, and streams them live. Um, on uh well some are on youtube and some are on claro or facebook um so uh, it's free and easy to watch um you know multiple nights a week if you if you so choose yeah 2017 was a very good sort of transition year from lucha being a little bit less accessible um as far as lucha being the most accessible yeah so lucha blog was your only way to pretty much watch any of the cml and now They just stream everything in HD uh, for free on YouTube. And now in 2018, they have a better social presence. Um, It's only getting better to be a fan of Lucha. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's still stuff that, like, as we talked about earlier with Crash, like, that it's, like, stupefying that it doesn't make tape. Like, can you imagine? Like, Crash is, what, the third biggest promotion in Mexico? Like, could you imagine if the third biggest promotion in Japan just never taped anything or put out DVDs or, you know, like it feels like they have everything taped. Everything's there. Yeah. There's a waiting for someone to come along and say, we want to air it somewhere, which yeah. is wild. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's, it pays it's off a choice that they've made. Yeah. Step three, question mark, step four, profit. That's the, that's the crash model. <laughs> it's going to be just sitting there in some dude's basement for yeah. years. And someone in New York's going to come along and buy it for uh, pennies on the second. Ho- hopefully, like, hopefully, like, you know, Good Helmet or, like, Zeldner or somebody will, will buy it. And then we can watch it all on PWO together. That'd be delicious. Yeah. Um, well, all right. Do you have any right. other plugs? Uh, no, as always, my Twitter is, um, is at wrestling bubble. So you can follow me there. Um, I, uh, I recently tweeted about Shawn Michaels and had a lot of mouth breathers yelling at me. So you can, you can go back on, uh, on that section of my timeline. If you want, if you want to see people completely misinterpret basic tenets of, of things and words, um, uh, I write for a lot of different places. Um, most of it I publicize on my Twitter, so um, you can follow me along uh, at Paste um, or um, Voices Wrestling, um, some other places occasionally. Um, and uh, and that's it, really. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, fantastic. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Concrete1992. Um Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes um, or subscribe to the RSS feed uh, on your podcast app um, and leave a review on iTunes because that would do a lot with that algorithm. And that's where the majority of podcast listens take place. So, yeah, please do that if you could. And once again, thank you all for listening. And, Jared, thank you for being on. Thank you.